This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Hello. Oh, God. The, the dog tags and the dry mouth. It's a twofer. Ugh. Come on, take a sip. Please. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Take a fucking sip, bro. Oh man, I'm taking a sip because oh, your dry mouth has made me feel like I. You're have dry mouthing me crazy. I don't have the dry mouth. Oh. I have a nice beverage here. Why don't you take a sip of your nice beverage? Before? I just did. No, you didn't. I did. I that's, took an imaginary sip. That's a lie. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this is episode 16, 16 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals, Norman Chomsky. I'm Norm. I believe it's Noam Chomsky. Oh, I'm Norm. I'm Norm Chomsky. <laughs> his his lesser-known <laughs> brother. brother, yes. Is a... Uh, his twin. A lesser known brother. He's just a hot dog salesman on 98th Street. Well, there's no, there, there's no such thing as just a hot dog salesman. He's out there uh, working hard for his money. Norm Chomsky. God bless you, sir. Not like his commie brother. Gnome. Happy Gnome Chomsky Day. Garden Gnome Chomsky. All right. Um, In a world where Noam oh. Chomsky is actually a right wing, that's yeah. where we live. Yeah, I mean, basically, right? At this point. Yeah, you doing, huh? Boom. The boom went after how you doing, boom. Like, I think of boom as saying something like, I just got you. Hey. You've been gotten. Hey. Boom. Hey, I don't mean to blow it for you, but. Uh, boom? But uh, Rocky wins this one there, buddy. Oh, snap. A spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert for Rocky 2, apparently. <laughs> Who knew? Um, anywho, today's show, uh, yesterday I said, Dave, uh, I'm going to do the show. Why don't you come up with something to talk about? And uh, what did you come up with, Dave? Um, I don't know. You won't have any old white men to kick around anymore. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. That is not what I came up with. I you came... can kneel throughout this show if you like. Do not kneel no throughout the show. white men will hurt you. Okay. That's Kevin Hart, and uh, we no longer care about Kevin Hart. Never thought it was very funny. Actually, thought he was the opposite of funny. Well, I, I, I honestly feel like Kevin Hart would not be where he was today if it weren't for older white men uh, in positions of uh, power and authority within the studios and comedy pushing him through. So let's As opposed see. to uh, Patrice O'Neill. 
who was a true comedic genius. Yes. Who had no problem with older white men. No. He had a problem with everybody. He had a problem with everybody. Uh, Fuck you, Kevin Hart. Yeah. 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 He's not. uh, And uh, uh, while we're at it. I have okay. I just I just gotta say, Madonna has the finest sense of fashion I've ever seen. Madirty. All right, I'll just leave it at that. I am a huge fan of bone caveman. Oh God, memorabilia. Take a sip, bro. Take a fucking sip, please. Stop that! I don't want to take a sip. I, I like can't. The essence of this. I don't like the essence of it. I it it drives me insane. Oh my God. <sighs> Uh, you know, they found a uh, a long-lost duet with uh, Carly Simon and uh, Mick Jagger. Okay. I don't know why. I think that's really a wonderful piece. I'm sure that's going to be something to behold. All right. Anyway. Supposedly, they're sitting next to each other by a piano singing a love song. A battle of the lips. Battle of the teeth. Maybe battle of the mouths. Battle of the bad people. They're in, I don't I don't believe either is worse than anything else we've seen recently. Anyhow, They're bad oh. people, I tell you. That colleague Simon is no good. That's not true. She's the lesser of the Simon sisters. She is not. How do you know? We uh, never saw the other Simon sister. Well, I, I hear she dates Norm Chomsky. That's what, yeah. Norm Chomsky is a very fine man, unlike his commie brother, okay. Bobby Chomsky. Bobby. All right. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, uh, is this where the um, oh. credits come in? Uh, fifteen minutes into the film, which I always love. Well, we're not quite fifteen minutes in, but I mean seriously. Okay. Seriously. Uh so what I wanted to talk about today was different top ten drummers lists. Well, it takes different strokes to uh, play a proper. Snare drum. This is the thing. I have not told Dave about this. I didn't want him. Holy cannoli. Drummers. In well, any way. I okay. better do some research. Yeah, no. he's oh, Sorry. He was not uh, given any. Uh, Holy cannoli. Lead time. Because uh, off the cuff Dave is better than prepared Dave. Um, so I, I picked a, a, a few top ten lists. And they are they all very. um and some are, some are just downright uh, disrespectful to well, the history of drumming. Downright disrespectful. So I'm going to go with uh, the number ten from Gibson.com. Oh, that's a great site. Yeah, Gibson, I go there all the time. To the guitar. Never been there. Gibson.com. Okay. Well, they have their top ten drummer list of all time. Their number ten is Ringo Starr. Okay. You're all right with him being in the top 10? Well, I got to see who's nine and eight. This is going to be a long show. Okay. Well, yeah, Ringo Starr in the top 10. Absolutely. All right. UltimateGuitar.com has Dave Lombardo as top 10, as number 10.
restaurant player. Okay. But, excuse me. I bet you didn't know that Dave Lombardo was from uh, Cuba. I don't know anything about He's Dave Cuban-born uh, heavy metal drummer from uh, Slayer. Okay, so between Dave Lombardo and Ringo Starr, who are you giving it to? Ringo Starr. All right. The TopTens.com website has uh, something like uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of votes. Their number 10 is Joey Jordison. That's insanity. Joey Jordison is an American musician, songwriter, and record producer best known for his work as the former drummer and co-songwriter for the heavy metal band Slipknot. More like Slipknot. As well as guitarist in the horror punk band Murder Dolls. So you're going to say, go ahead and say the top10s.com list. Number 10, Joey Jordison, no good. Least I'm not saying he's no good. I'm just saying he's no, the it, least valid uh, entry so far. No, I'm not saying he's no good. I'm saying their list, their number 10. Thus far, that is a shitty a list. entry. All no right. pun intended. <laughs> e-drum reviews. Oh, I love e-drums. You do? They're really realistic. E-drumreviews.com gives their number 10 place to Ian Pot. That's Ian Pace. Ian Pace. Ian Pace. Ian Pace. That's what I thought. Is he Italian? He he's, certainly uh, looks Italian. He might be. He's uh, he's English, I believe. Uh, okay. He's a fucking amazing drummer. Ian Pace is uh, is earned his place in the uh, in the annals. In the and that's all I'm saying. In the annals. Uh, so for the top ten so far, you still giving it to Ringo Starr? <coughs> well, this is the thing. Ringo Starr is a unique thing. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Ringo Starr's. He's not brilliant. He's just. Uh, he's like Paul Stanley in a way. Like his lack of technique forced him to play certain things, and it just so happens that those things he played. Uh, are perfect for the song. They're like, you know, song parts. Okay. So you're down with uh, Ringo Starr. Ian Pace. Also, uh, you give a two thumbs up for him to being number 10, or would you put him higher? Uh, I wouldn't put him at number 10, actually, but he's a very, very, very good drummer. Okay. He's great. He's great. Okay. He's from Deep Purple, you know what I mean? Yes, I know. He's uh, a shuffle master. White Snake and Deep Purple. He's got a really good technique. Shuffle one of the master. best, uh, one of the better early heavy metal drummers. Okay. Now we're on to Rolling Stones top ten. They give it to Stuart Copeland. Yeah, he's amazing. He's right in there. <clears throat> Stuart Copeland's in there. I have to tell you that of all the top tens. The Rolling Stone for me was the least offensive. Which was that again? Stuart Copeland. Oh, yeah. 
Well, that makes, I mean, Stuart Copeland is definitely a top 10. I mean, he's influenced uh, everyone. He's a, everyone who came after him in um, rock and pop was influenced by him in one way or another. There you go. I, uh, I will agree with that. And then we have L.A. Weekly. Oh, he's a great drummer. They say Phil Collins, number 10. They say Phil Collins, number 10. Sounds like a really bad lyric. What do you say about Phil Collins being number 10? I disagree. You don't think he's in a a top 10 drummer? No. Top 20? No. 50? No. Wow. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. But. Yes? He is a great drummer. Better than Joey Jordison. Yes. Okay, there you go. So we know now know that Joey Jordison not in the top 50. All right. You know, Phil Collins is better than you might think, I hate to tell you, unless you happen to know. But Phil Collins is an amazing fusion drummer, but... Not a top 10. But oh. he, is, he is what he is, and he's not what he's not. What is he not? Let me, well, look, he's a... He's a very good progressive rock drummer, like for Genesis. Mm-hmm. And he happened to, to drift into the jazz rock fusion, where he's innovative in a way, but sort of a cliche in another way, and very uh, limited in his abilities in reality. Like, once you get into that genre, well, then you're getting into like Mike Clark. And Chuck Berge, who these are two other guys who played for Brand X. Chuck Berge now plays for uh, Billy Joel. And uh, Mike Clark and Chuck Berge are a hundred times better than Phil Collins. If you're going to get into that genre, Phil's getting out of his out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's getting out of his lane there. All right, he's okay, but you know, not a top ten. No, not like that. Not when you're dealing. No. No. I'm telling you, the L.A. Weekly is, is offensive in every way. Um, so we'll go back to Gibson. Oh, wait, one second, though. Okay, here he, we go. He does have probably one of the top ten most known drum fills. Right. So. But that drum fill is not I'd say exceptional. Th- it's just, it's no, just it's, catchy in that spot. Yeah, but like Ringo Starr, Phil Collins is a better musician than drummer. I mean, he can sing, he plays piano, he probably plays guitar. He's a great drummer. He's just not top 10 drummer. Right. He's not like Buddy Rich. All right. That's fine. No one's saying that you're you're shitting on him. He's good. He's just not... He's not top 10. Liberty DeVito's better than him. There you go. And Chuck... Liberty DeVito's... Look, Liberty DeVito's better than Chuck Berge, and Chuck Berge's better than Phil Collins. Liberty DeVito didn't play for Brand X, but I I don't know, you know. Like, this is the thing. Brand X is an amazing band, but they're another thing. They're like English jazz rock guys who like stumbled upon jazz or something. And like, if you're going to get in that arena, well, now, now you're comparing yourself to Weather Report and Return to Forever and Miles. And then you're just you're just a joke at that point. You're not really in the same league. Right. Percy Jones, the bass player, is not in the same league as Jocko. He's not. 
and they both play. I mentioned that because they both play fretless, and Percy sounds. Percy is another innovator on fretless, but he's not Jocko. And if you're going to get into jazz fusion, well, then you're then you're you're going to get eaten by the big sharks. And they're 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 not that. They're good, but they're not that. All right. They're better progressive rock. And once again, they 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 ship out of their zone and they get they're going to get called out. But Brand X gets a lot of respect, but not by a lot of real heavy jazz guys. They're going to look at them, look down on them a little bit. Well, a little so elitism there. All right. Number nine from Gibson. Remember, they gave us Ringo Starr as number 10. Mm-hmm. Their number nine was Stuart Copeland. So you've already said he is top 10 material. Yeah. So you have no problems Stuart with Copeland, Gibson so absolutely. far. Okay. Ultimate Guitar who gave us Dave Lombardo as number 10. Number nine, they've given us Bill Ward. Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Yeah. You say no? I say uh, no. I say no. They say, if Black Sabbath were the founders of metal, Bill Ward is the father of metal drumming. Bill Ward would tell you that he's not in the top 10. I guarantee you he would. That's amazing. Well, then you know what? Then I automatically love Bill Ward because uh, someone who is not an egomaniac is refreshing in the music industry. So, no to Bill Ward. Do you think he's great at all? No, I don't think he's great. He's very good. Oh, he's very good. He's very good, but he's not... Look, he's not as good as Ian Pace. He's not as good as John Bonham. Okay. And he falls somewhere in between the two of them. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so that was ultimateguitar.com, Bill Ward for their number nine. The top tens.com, their number nine, Lars Ulrich. Ulrich or Ulrich? Ulrich. Because Ulrich is a bastard. I hate that guy. I don't know. I don't. Lars Ulrich. I like his father. He's like a Norwegian caveman or something. That's amazing. But what do you think about Lars being number nine on the top tens.com drummers list? I think that's absurd. Terrible. I don't like Lars. How, who's better, Bill Ward or Lars? Bill Ward. Okay, there you go. We're going we're gonna to get all of this information out. What's wrong with Lars? Uh, he sounds like shit. He's stiff. He sounds stiff. His drums sound horrible to me. They're all metal sounding and thin. He sounds stiff. His beats don't groove. Okay. Uh, I mean, it seems like people on the top10s.com agree with you. Um, this is a voting site, so people could vote for their favorite. Um, look, and- Dave Lombardo's good, but I don't if you're going to get in that, that league now, then we've got to get into Gene Hoagland. Okay. We're not talking about Gene Hoagland quite yet. Okay. Because he's, he's the master of all that stuff. And Gene Hoagland will play circles around Lars Ulrich and uh, what's his name? Joey Jordison. I don't know. I, Dave honestly, Lombardo. I haven't heard enough Joey Jordison, but from what I can tell, I don't know about that. All right. Well, the people. Dave Lombardo's good. And uh, Gene Hoagland. Was uh, Dave Lombardo's roadie 
in the 1980s for a minute. Uh, anyway, go on. Uh, some of the comments here about Lars was, shouldn't be anywhere near the t- top 100. He throws in random fills. He loses track of time. He replaced his ride symbol with a China symbol and used it to mask his mistakes. He can't play double bass. He simplifies down a song painfully. So take him off the list. <laughs> okay. And someone else said, trolls got Lars this high. <laughs> so I think people are agreeing that Lars does not deserve uh, the being in the top 10 i don't think so uh e-drum reviews cindy blackman I feel like there's uh, a couple of these places that will try and shoehorn in a woman just so it's not all men. Cindy Blackman's a great drummer, but to say that she's number nine out of all these drummers you could mention. And yeah, better than I Ian Pace? Suspect. I think, well, she's, she's probably, she's, she's more accomplished at certain things than Ian Pace, but Cindy Blackman is like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, now I confuse her with the other chick, but uh, Cindy Blackman Santana is proof that female drummers were just as popular back in the days as they are now. She was Lenny Kravitz's drummer for years. Yes. And she's also a very good jazz drummer. She sounds a lot like Tony Williams. The problem is she sounds too much like Tony Williams. She has no sound of her own. Oh. She's not an innovator. She's not a top 10 drummer. I see. Well, she's that's a woman, and she's a black woman, and she's a, that's what she is. She's a great drummer. She might be better than me, for all I can tell you, but she's not top ten. She's not an innovator, and therefore does not belong in the top ten. I don't think she's an innovator. She might be an innovator for women. No, there's and a, then there's another one, Terry Lynn Carrington. Well, we're not we're we're the we're two of them sticking are to the list. Both from the '80s. They're both chick drummers from New York. All right, sticking to the lists. She's good. She's got a nice afro. All right. Well, that's great. I love an Afro. Santana likes her. I got to tell you, I don't like her with Santana. Okay. I mean, not that, not that. As a couple? No, no. As a couple, it's fine. I just don't like her drumming with Santana. Santana. On to the Rolling Stone list. They gave Stuart Copeland number ten. Number nine, they give Al Jackson Jr. nice of them <laughs> do you think it's too nice is it too generous mm. why do you think it's nice as opposed to accurate the way look you know what let's back know. up one second al jackson jr the session drummer for the legendary soul label stacks was yeah. known as the human timekeeper until his death in 1975 at the age of 40 yes during that era, Jackson's distinctively swinging but crisp grooves propelled legendary sides from Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, and Al Green, with whom Jackson co-wrote the hit, Let's Stay Together. And as his reputation grew, superstars from outside the R&B world, like Eric Clapton, began demanding Jackson's percussive genius. 
So number nine for Rolling Stone. And what do you have to say about that? He's very solid, very steady. And uh, he kind of like invented or popularized the uh, tom-tom as snare in, in place of a snare or in addition to the snare. So he'll uh, he'll hit the tom with the snare. Does that on Let's Stay Together. He's very, very simple. That's why he's kind of like Ringo, but he always bored me. I never I never appreciated him. So you though he is an innovator of sorts, you would not put him in the top 10? I don't think he's an innovator. He's just a great groove player. I think he was a jazz player before he played soul, so he has good foundation. He's very good, but to me, he's just a little bland. So more background and not no showboating. Yeah, I don't know. Some people love him. I, I don't love him. Personally, you do not love him. All right. Number nine, Al Jackson Jr. I don't mind him. I'm not saying Rolling he's bad. Stone list. I'm not saying he's bad. No, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Number nine from L.A. Weekly, Buddy Rich. I mean, Buddy Rich is, is top 10 drummer. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Number no. nine is fine. Should it be higher for you or is, is number nine uh, a solid place? <clears throat> That's fine. It could be higher. He could be number one. He could be number two. I don't know. Okay. So you're, uh, says right here, um, Buddy Rich, no drummer from the jazz world had more influence on rock percussion than Bernard Buddy Rich. His arrival in the late 30s was without precedent, a flashy, aggressive, self Self-taught Jewish kid from Manhattan taking extended solos that showcased his dazzling speed and intricate stick work at a time when most drummers were content to be timekeepers. Okay. Dear LA Weekly. Uh-huh. Gene Krupa. Okay. Okay. He had Gene Krupa had a hundred times more influence on rock drummers because his drumming was actually something you could you could imitate. Rock drummers couldn't approach Buddy Rich. They couldn't get near his, what he was playing. Gene Krupa is what inspired Wipeout. There's the Gene Krupa is why there's Buddy, why there's fucking uh, Keith Moon. You don't think Keith Moon and Gene Krupa have some similarities? There's no similarities between Gene, between Keith Moon and Buddy Rich. So you agree with Buddy Rich being on their list at yeah, number but he's nine? Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not the most influential rock to rock drummers. But you disagree about what they're saying about him. I disagree. Good. All right, back to Gibson.com's list. Number eight, Josh Josh Fries. One of the most sought-after studio drummers in rock music, both for his precision and jackhammer groove, Josh Fries has appeared on nearly 300 records, including Puddle of Mud, The Offspring, Three Doors Down, Avril Lavigne, and Tracy Bonham. Yeah, that's great stuff. He's also the skins man for A Perfect Circle, Devo, and The Vandals, or Vandels, and has toured with Nine Inch Nails and Guns N' Roses. 
Not many drummers can honestly claim to have experience in every given style of music, from rock to jazz to metal, but his capability runs the gamut of modern well, what music. Jazz? What I don't jazz? know. Jazz, shut the fuck up. <laughs> jazz. Josh Freese does not play jazz. You idiots. So you're you don't he is not a top ten clearly. No, he's a great great studio drummer. He's a great drummer. If you like Green Day, is he better than Steve Gadd? <laughs> no. Okay. He might be able to run around the block faster than Steve Gadd. All right. So Josh Free, sorry, sorry, you've been booted out of the top ten. Fuck Josh Free. You hear him play with Sting? He sucks. We talk about not serving the music. Overplay much? Oh. Josh Freese. Is he showboating Josh Freese? Freese his chops and slow down a little bit. Freese? <laughs> take a freeze on that caffeine, you fucking weirdo. All right. Josh Freese. Josh There's Freese. a reason no one's heard of him. Well, I, apparently people have heard of him if he's making the, the top 10 list there. Josh Freese. UltimateGuitar.com gives... Their number eight spot to Jimmy the Rev Sullivan. He's no longer alive. Jimmy died in 2009 after accidentally overdosing on prescription drugs, but his legacy lives on. Raised on a diet of metal and progressive rock, The Rev made his name as a multi-talented songwriter for Avenged Sevenfold. Well, I'll tell you what, Avenged Sevenfold's got some badass, kick-ass grooves. I mean, he played, that guy played very, very efficiently. Is he a top ten? Not in my opinion, but... He's a good drummer. He's a good drummer. So he's he is definitely worthy of the mention. Is he better than Josh Freese? I have a feeling there's a reason Josh Freese was on all those albums and The Rev was not. Oh. I think Josh Freese is more well-rounded. All right. So, okay. So you're 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 coming back to Josh Freese. No, he's not bad. He's are you just not on a... Team Freese now, or are you still... Why would you mention Josh Freese? Did you mention Greg Bissonette? He's no. better than Josh Freese. Okay. Same world, same same vibe. I have not met... I'm only mentioning the people. You will be free to mention whoever you'd Josh like. Josh Freese. All right. So, they're still angry about Josh Freese. Uh, the top tens, the one where people are voting uh, Lars as number nine and Joey Jordison as number ten... They give their number eight to James the Rev Sullivan. Weird. All right, so it's popular. God stuff. rest his soul. E drum reviews. Uh, Ian Pace ten, Cindy Blackman number nine, number eight, Mitch Mitchell. And here we have another one of our very popular band drummers, Mitch Mitchell. He played alongside one of the most influential musicians of the bygone era, Jimi Hendrix, in his band, The Jimi Hendrix Experience. Hey, if Mitch Mitchell's so great, how come his career ended after he stopped playing with Hendrix? 
uh, how come he's not, uh, how come, how come, huh? How come, if Mitch Mitchell's so good, how come he didn't go on to play with all these other artists? He performed as a session drummer for many upcoming and well-known bands like Pretty Things, The Riot Squad, and The Who. The Who? He, he didn't play with The Who. <laughs> Shut up. If he played with The Who, it was like he jammed with Pete Townsend, you know, in a fucking bathroom. He didn't play with The Who. That's absurd. He had a band called fucking... What was it called? Ugh. I don't know what it's called. That's a terrible name for Let a Let me band. tell you. He's a good drummer, but... Uh, the drugs got the better of him. Yeah. Yeah, because there's some stuff where he's so out of time, it's not even acceptable. And then there's other stuff where he's playing some pretty damn unique shit. So, yeah, I would say he's maybe top 10 in the rock world. Ah, uh, okay. But not really. Not really. He's top 10. Oh, he's top 10 influential, but not top 10 drummer. Okay. Well, that's an interesting. Uh, Let me. Uh, Mitch Mitchell is nowhere near uh, Ginger Baker. All right. And he's nowhere near John Bonham. He's close to Keith Moon. Is he close to Josh Freeze? No, way more influential than Josh Freeze. All right. Josh Freeze probably wouldn't even be playing drums like he is if it wasn't for Mitch Mitchell. Okay, so he's an innovator of some kind. Yes. And an inspirator, but perhaps. Uh, Mitch's drumming on album is great. Okay. But you can hear on all the outtakes and the later stuff, he's not great. I see. All right. Well, there you go. I guess you only have to be great once in the studio per song, mm-hmm. right? He was good when he wasn't too fucked up. Well, there you go. Stay off the drugs, kids. Now we're on to the RollingStone.com top 10 drummers of all times. Number eight. Also, Mitch Mitchell. Okay. So there you go. It says here, he played the kit like a song. It was just wonderful, said Roger Taylor of Queen, praising Mitch Mitchell's fusion of jazz technique and wonderful riffs, but with this rolling, ferocious attack on the whole kit. Total integration into the song, not just marking time. Yep. So you agree. So you say, okay, yeah, top 10 is fine. Yeah. All right. He's He's very good. L.A. Weekly, number eight, Josh Freese. So we've got, I think, three Josh Freese. This sounds suspect to me. They must have had some sort of a thing with possible entries on it. And people just said, pick. no one just comes out of the midair, Josh Freese. So you think they gave a a list of 20 names and said, said, put uh, these in in the top 10 or whatever. Uh Uh-huh, they had to have. I think this is a multiple choice. I don't think, I, honestly. They say, <clears throat> they say Josh Freese gives a gives Devo a pogo dancing backbone. Devo hasn't been relevant for thirty years. What are they talking about? He's delivered full body rhythmic workouts with nine inch nails. He's proven himself a kick ass punk drummer as a longtime member of Orange County staples, the Vandals. That's it. He's a punk rock drummer. Oh, yeah, and he co-wrote the title track to Guns N' Roses' Chinese Democracy. I don't even know what that song is. <laughs> I don't. I'm telling you, Josh Freese is a, a favorite of, of uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but he was number eight on three of our six lists, so that's something. Totally out. Dave, not down with that. 
doesn't you have nothing against him personally you just don't believe he's a top 10 lister that's fine josh freese joey jordison 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 dave uh, lombardo and dave lombardo is the best of those guys but i don't know about top 10 that's kind of insane let's go back to gibson shall we number seven here's one i think you'll like number seven ginger baker During his time manning the drum kit for Cream, Ginger Baker essentially invented the rock drum solo. His pioneering use of double bass drums marked Baker as one of the most influential drummers of the 60s with a thick, thunderous sound that has inspired nearly every heavy metal drummer that's followed. Okay, he hasn't inspired barely any heavy metal drummers. Okay. Other than that, yeah, he's extremely influential to musicians. Not heavy metal drummers. Just because... No. I do not see that. Oh, Gibson. Why are you fucking up? Makes no sense. <laughs> He's, that's, that's like ridiculous. Ginger Baker's heart is as a bebop drummer. That's what he is. That's why he's a heroin addict. His favorite drummer and teacher was Phil Seaman, the famous English junkie jazz drummer. He's a jazz drummer. He happened to play rock. If you ever listen to anything he does, it's always jazz put to rock. That's what he does. Like it or not, it's not heavy metal. It has nothing to do with heavy metal. That's oh, the Gibson. most ridiculous. That's like saying uh, that's like saying that uh, Louis Belson invented heavy metal because he used two bass drums. Who owns Gibson? I don't know. Fucking tools. UltimateGuitar.com gives their number seven to Keith Moon. was insane in every sense of the word as a person people would call him a walking asylum and it fed straight into his performance where other drummers would play a solid backbeat moon would explode with an unpredictable style that made the who one of the most compelling and energetic live acts of their era he overdosed on an alcohol withdrawal drug in 1978 number seven ultimate keith moon i think who. that's true but i don't think anyone ever called him a walking asylum <laughs> I don't, I've never ever heard that reference. And I've learned, I've read a lot about Keith Moon. You love Keith Moon. So you know a lot about him. Yeah. And that would be a reference you've never heard. Never heard the walking asylum reference. So I question everything else they say. There Other you go. than that, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's not really though. He's not really a top 10 drummer. What? He's a great musician and he's gratefully influ- influential. But, He's so unique and so he's not a real drummer. He's a he's a force of nature. He's not a real drummer though. 
I don't know. He he pretended he was a drummer. He's not like a drummer. I don't know how to t- how to put it. He stopped being a drummer like by like 1970. And what was he doing? Just a <clears throat> He's more like a percussionist on a drum kit. Okay. He's not he's not a he's not a set drummer. He doesn't play like a normal drum set player. No one ever plays like him. No one ever played like him. Absolutely, totally unique, 100% unique. Uh He's not, he doesn't have proper technique though. He's not, he's a perfect storm. You could never, you could never, you could never emulate him without coming off like a, like a joke. He doesn't have, it's not, he's not real, but he's something else that's more than real. He's not a drummer. I don't know how to put it. He wouldn't, he doesn't have proper technique and then when, he wouldn't play for a year or two, and then he would pick up the drums and start playing again, you know. And when he wasn't playing, he was, you know, pretending he was in the Beach Boys. What? You know, he'd be he wore those outfits. He would wear those nineteen uh, forties bathing suits, prayed around, putting on Nazi outfits. You know, he was having fun. He wasn't a drummer. He was a he was a lunatic who happened to be able to be musical on the drums. I don't know how to put it. He's he, I don't know. I guess it's the drugs, maybe. I guess the drugs just fucked it all up. Is it the cocaine again? Or just... Uh, mostly just pills, liquor. I think. Oh. Uh, liquor and pills with him. And co... I don't know. No, he wasn't... No, it's not that. It was more like <laughs> liquor and pills. I think liquor. I think he was a big, big alcoholic. Couldn't handle his brown? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a manic, uh, manic alcoholic. Extreme highs, extreme lows. And, you know... All this when he was a kid. So by the time he became 30, he, he, he couldn't sustain anymore, you know? Yeah. Amazing. You know, he plays some amazing stuff, but it's just, I don't know. It's very hard to describe. I know you do uh, do adore him, but... He's one of my favorites, but... You couldn't put him in the top 10. No, you can't put him in the top 10 drummers. He's just... Because he's not it. actually drumming. It's... Something else. It's something. It's drumming, but it's like drumming. You know what it is? It's someone who's like really, someone who's really musically inclined, who has no real training, who just happens to be amazing at what they do. It's almost as like if he was like a uh, great guitar player who just was also able to play drums, but had no understanding of what he was really doing. But still came out well. Came out amazingly. <laughs> but it's not, it's an accidental genius. Accidental genius. It's not, I don't know how to put it. All right. Well, that's fine. So you wouldn't put him in the top 10, but you can understand why people would. I guess I'd put him in the top 10, but it's a weird top 10. He's like one of those guys. He's like phenomenon. Doop, not doop, normal. Doop, doop. He's not normal. Okay. All right. I understand that. Uh, number from the top tens, the voting site, their number seven is Glenn Power. All right. I don't have no idea how that is. This is the first one I have not heard of. 
Okay, let me read a little bit. Anyone who's ever heard the script, okay, live or I otherwise, haven't, I haven't heard the script. Can confidently agree with me in saying that Glenn Power is a force to be reckoned with. Right. Not only can he drum with incredible skill and talent, he can sing, write songs, and play the guitar and the piano. He is a living legend. Someone likes Glenn Power. <clears throat> Why don't you hold on one second? Wait, these people voted for Glenn Power? Yes. So we obviously you cannot judge somebody from a minute video, but we did just watch a Glenn Power in the studio with Glenn Power video uh, on the YouTube's and uh, top ten. I have no idea why it was mentioned. Okay, <laughs> okay, top. So he, this is the top tens the voter site. So maybe once again, uh, you know, we just have. Uh, just have fans of his of his band uh, voting him up. So the top tens.com Glenn Power, Dave had never heard of him. We played a little video and a uh, little sloppy, little sloppy. Number seven, according to eDrum reviews, is Stephen Adler's. That's us. Uh, <laughs> they spelled it wrong. There's one. There's no S there. Steven Adler. Okay, e-drum reviews. Uh, so, Steven Adler, let's move on to some of the old school drummers now, shall we? And when we say old school, there is no band quite as vivid in our minds and memory like Guns N' Roses. Well, Steven Adler is all to be thanked for that. One of the greatest drummers all times. So eDrum Reviews, maybe not a site where English is their first language, I'm just going to say. But they still put Steven Adler at number seven. What do you Steven think? Steven Adler. What do you think about Skulls Steven Adler? and Adler. <laughs> what do you think? Top ten? No, no, not at all. Top? Not, he's not. He's not in there. Top fifty? Nope. Okay. And they're calling him old school, so they they must be young people, not from this country. Stephen Adler's. <clears throat> <laughs> so he was there. Uh, e drum reviews number seven. Stephen Adler's. I'm more into Matt Sorum's. <laughs> <clears throat> Number seven from Rolling Stone, Gene Krupa. Hey now. He was the first rock drummer in very many ways, Neil Peart told NPR. Peart told NPR of Gene Krupa in 2015. He was the first drummer to command the spotlight and the first drummer to be celebrated for his solos. I agree. He did fundamentally easy things, but always made them look spectacular. Krupa's flailing attack, four on the floor bass drum tattoo, and manically funky cowbell work, influenced by New Orleans drummers Baby Dodds and Zuggy Singleton. Zooty. 
Zudi Singleton drove Benny Goodman's innovative 30s big band to new heights and in the process inspired a generation of future rock giants, including Keith Moon and John Bonham. Yes. Gene Krupa, number seven, you are fine with that. It's okay. That's fine. You are fine with Gene Krupa in the top ten? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Is he the one who was married to uh, Pearl Bailey? No, he was not. Who was that? Louis Belson. Louis Belson. Okay. My my apologies. They all look alike. L.A. Weekly. Let's just remind everyone that they had Josh. I love that band. Josh, I thought it was L.A. Guns, though. <clears throat> Josh Fries was their number eight. Their number seven is Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl may be our favorite Valley dad, sorry Kanye, but he's also been behind the drum kit in some of our favorite bands. (laughs) Queens of the Stone Age, Nine Inch Nails, Them Crooked Vultures, and of course Nirvana, and arguably one of the most influential rock acts of our time. So do you agree with Dave Grohl, top 10 drummers of all time? No. Top 20? No. Do you think Dave Grohl thinks he's a top 10 drummer? No. Okay, that's fair. That's fair then. If he thinks he's not, then that's probably good. I don't think he would think such a thing. Okay. Then I I have a little, you know what I mean? If somebody thinks that they belong in the top 10, I I start to think they're a little shady. Do you think you deserve to be in the top 10? Yeah. Okay. I always knew you were shady though. Yes, I mean the top 10. I don't like the LA Weekly list. It seems like they tried it were trying to sell uh something. Number Okay, back to Gibson. They're number 6 gibson.com, number 6 Mike Portnoy from Dream Dream Theater. As drummer and founding member for Dream Theater, Mike Portnoy helped define the progressive rock drumming style with a basic but meticulous approach to technique. While Portnoy wasn't the fastest player or flashiest soloist, his main objective was to serve the greater musical picture and experiment whenever it fit. Yeah, he's a real Ringo star. (laughs) So, Mike Portnoy, Dream Theater, top 10 of all time, Dave. No. Top 20. Not in my book. All right. Good drummer, though. Good drummer? Mm-hmm. You're not saying he's a bad drummer? No. But you're saying... I don't... He's not, he's not my He's not my cup of tea. He's no Bernard Purdy. No, and he's no Todd Zuckerman. Okay. Zuckerman. Zuckerman. Okay. If I'm going to go for that style, I'll take Todd Zuckerman. UltimateGuitar.com? They're number six, also Mike Portnoy. So there you what go. A strange world we live in. The top ten voting list, which is uh, very funny. Their number six is Dave Grohl. Okay. Uh, E-Drum Reviews, the young uh, foreigners, have Chad Smith as number six. Chad Smith. Chad Smith, full name Chadwick Gaylord Smith, is a drummer with enough buzz to wake up the dead. And not to mention, 
He is also the lead drummer for the band Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, what do you think about Chad Smith? He has not um, well, not talked say, about him yet. I would say that Chad Smith is a good drummer. Good drummer. Not very good? I like him more on SNL. Oh, God. Uh, that Especially old in the stuff he did with Sherry O'Terry. But let me tell you. Yes. I don't particularly love Chad Smith. Oh. But, on the other hand. Yes. As Chad Smith would tell you. Uh-huh. The Chili Peppers sold a lot more albums once he got in the band. Oh, is that true? Yeah. They became 100% more popular and successful once Chad Smith joined the band. Now, is that a coincidence? Is that just timing? Is that just what it is? I don't know what it is. But before Chad Smith was in the band, they weren't that popular. Ever since, very popular. Okay. uh, The other thing is uh, Steve Jordan doesn't like Chad Smith. Steve so Jordan doesn't like Steve Jordan don't like Chad Smith. I gotta defer to Steve Jordan. Okay. And in a magazine article in the nineties, Steve Jordan said that Chad Smith wasn't funky. Oh, okay. Well And he said, as a matter of fact, that's not funk. And then he said, This is funk. And he pointed to two princes, Aaron Comas. Wow. He said, Now that is funky. Wow. Wow. Well, that's amazing. Well, good for Aaron Comas. Yeah. Um, so number six, Chad Smith, you don't agree with. Definitely not a top ten. No. Now you just I said like Jack Irons more. Do you you just say he's a good drummer? So you so far you've been calling people great, very he's good. He's a good drummer. He's just, a good drummer. He's just good. Yeah, in my opinion, he is just good. All right. On to Rolling Stone. He's a little bit harsh. He's a little stiff. Number six from Rollingstone.com. Clyde Stubblefield and John Jabo Starks. Yeah, what are they, attached at the hip? At the height of his band's rhythmic revolutions, James Brown's percussion section was anchored by, by not one, but two master drummers, the woefully underrated John Jabo Starks and Mr. Funky Drummer himself, Clyde Stubblefield. So they're kind of uh, shoehorning in two men here. Two men. Why is that? Oh, because he had two drummers on stage? He did have two drummers on gotcha. stage, and they wouldn't play at the same time, which was unique. Oh. Uh, Clyde played all the funky stuff, and... John Starks was more of a shuffle and uh, I think he was a little more of a New Orleans vibe. I'm not sure. Uh, Clyde Stubblefield, in my opinion, is top 10. Oh, okay. John Starks, not as much. Not as much. This is There's no reason for a Rolling Stone to shove them two together. Clyde Stubblefield is probably the most sampled drummer ever in hip hop. He's the funky drummer. Wow. Pretty much his beat sampled verbatim. Oh, God. So you agree with Stubblefield being in the top 10? Clyde Stubblefield uh, Stubblefield. was so underpaid for his samples that uh, he couldn't afford cancer treatment. Prince anonymously paid for his cancer treatment. Wow, really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that was not uh, revealed until after Prince died. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Is he still alive today or did he pass away? Clyde? Yeah. He passed away recently. Oh. But he was old. All right. Well, that's amazing and uh, good for Prince. Man, now that Clyde Stubblefield influenced everybody. Now, he really did influence everybody after that. He influenced everyone, whether they realized it or not. Uh, Everyone who plays drums after hip-hop was influenced by him. Then he is a worthy... Yeah, and then even guys before that shit, like Mike Clark, were influenced by him. Because, like, everyone was influenced by James Brown. Sly Stone was influenced by James Brown. So, Greg Arico. Everyone who, any, anyone who's hip was influenced by Clyde Stubblefield. Excellent. Good. Including John fucking Bonham. There you go. We'll, we'll get to him uh, eventually. LA Weekly's number six, Sheila E. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I'm telling you, LA Weekly is trying very hard to appeal to, uh, to appeal to, uh, I I guess, uh, I don't know who they're trying to appeal to, but it certainly isn't real people who are fans of drummers. That's what I'm getting here. Sheila E. While most of us are barely figuring out our lives in our early 20s, Sheila E. had already been discovered by Prince and performed with Herbie Hancock, Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, and Diana Ross. So. Yeah, like. Yeah, like fucking um, Sheila E. just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. She she comes from a fucking family of, of musicians who have been discovered for years. Her whole, her, you know, her father or brother, whatever, played with fucking Santana, Coke Escovedo, Pete, her brother. It's all the whole thing. She's not just some. Right. She wasn't plucked out of obscurity. No. She was trained to be a musician and she's a better percussion player than she is drum set player. So I don't even. Why would you mention her? Why wouldn't you just mention Tito Puente then? Because they want to, uh, they want to shoehorn women in here. When it's nope. not necessary. Fail. Yeah. Hashtag me no. Me no too. All right. So, yeah, I had told you LA Weekly's list was the most offensive to me. Gibson's number five, Lars Ulrich. Ugh. <laughs> We've already discussed Mr. Ulrich. Is it Ulrich? I think it's Ulrich. I'm going to say Ulrich because of why not? Fuck me. Uh, yeah, we've already, uh, they say, metal hasn't seen a more interesting and perhaps eccentric drummer than Lars Ulrich. As a founding member, songwriter, and drummer for Metal Goliath's Metallica, he has been the thrashing force behind some of the best-known metal tracks ever recorded. His drumming style is simple, but always smart and strong. No, Gibson. Number five... For the ultimateguitar.com website, Dave Grohl. No. <laughs> the wacky voter top tens list, number five. <clears throat> Buddy Rich. Okay, fair enough. They got one right. Bernard Buddy Rich was an American jazz drummer and band leader, widely considered one of the most influential drummer influential drummers of all time and known for his virtuoso technique, power, and speed. Rich was billed as the world's greatest drummer during his career. 
Fair enough. You agree with all of that? Yeah. Buddy Rich, definitely top 10. Yeah. E-Drum Reviews. Meg White is their Shut number up. five. I can't. That can't even be serious. E-Drum Reviews. That cannot be serious. Oh, man. Is that even a real person? Meg she actually White. And, and as an ode to female drummers, we have one outstanding female drummer yet again in, in Megan White. White's versatile and powerful drumming was sure to move some heads when she entered the scene. Oh, wow. What band does she play with now? <laughs> Retards. <laughs> Retarded. Oh, e-drum reviews. You don't disappoint. You really don't disappoint. Even that got a giggle from me. That's ridiculous. She's terrible. Right? I don't even know if she plays the drums. I don't I don't know that she does. Yeah. She's uh I guess eye, she played in eye I don't candy. Know. She's like Vey. Yeah. It's like if you went out there and I played the drums for you. Number five. From Rolling Stone, once again, I, I think the best list of the of the lot. Hal Blaine. All right. If Hal Blaine had played drums only on the Ronettes, Be My Baby, his name would still be uttered with reverence, Max Weinberg once said. But the drummer-born Harold Simon Belsky did so much more, record, recording with Sinatra, the Beach Boys, Elvis, and the Supremes, to name just a few. Leader of the Wrecking Crew, the group of L.A. session players that dominated the studio scene in the 60s and 70s, Blaine is the most recorded drummer in history. He lost count of his titles around the 35,000 mark. Holy shit. But among those are 150 top 10 hits and 40 number ones. Yeah, Hal Blaine's great. Hal Blaine, definitely top 10. Yeah, Hal Blaine, look, this is, Hal Blaine is in the top 10, and he's in the same category as Josh Freese. He's a behind-the-scenes guy who, who makes session recordings. Josh Freese is no Hal Blaine. Is Josh Freese a Bernard Purdy? No. All right. I'm just making sure. I'm just throwing these other names out there to see if, uh, you know, how Josh Freese compares. He's no Hal Blaine, though. That's for darn sure. L.A. Weekly is number five. Stephen Perkins. Jane's addiction, deep guttural rhythms are as vital to the band's sound as Perry Farrell's cosmic wail and Dave Navarro's ravaging riffs. And though Eric Avery's bass lines might grab more attention on track lead-ins and chorus breaks, it's the drums that hold down all the good stuff in between. Number five, Jane's addiction's Stephen Perkins. Perkins. He's a good drummer. He's just good. He's a very good drummer. Very good. Okay. Top 10. Not in my opinion. Top 20? No. Okay. That's okay. 
<laughs> LA Weekly and eDrums. Uh, the, the problem with the LA Weekly, though, is that that's like a real newspaper. eDrums Review is not, but they are both quite laughable. Number four for Gibson, Dave Grohl. Oi. I don't understand it. Maybe they're just going for people who are alive, who can maybe somehow uh, do something for their site, like retweet. Is that maybe what was happening I here? I don't know. What is this a list of drummers? Top 10 drummers of all time. That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> UltimateGuitar.com's number four, Danny Carey. <laughs> Good drummer. Danny Carey saw that two drummers for his neighbor's band never showed up, so he stepped in. Little did he know that it would lead to him becoming one of the best metal drummers in history. Inspired by geometry, mathematics, and the occult, Carey's style is complex but somehow rounded with a hard-hitting grace that few can match. With his help, Tool albums are a feast of polyrhythms. I don't think of him as a metal drummer, but he is definitely a mathy drummer. A mathy drummer. He's now, what very, is that? What is very th- calculated and very, very time signature oriented. Okay. He's not just grooving. Right. He plays complex polyrhythmic pieces that are not in 4-4 four, four necessarily. Okay. And uh, top 10 for you? No. But he's a very good drummer. He's better than you think. I don't know. I have no. Don't say that. I don't think he's anything. I'm asking you. No. Not top 10, but no. but very good. Yeah. Josh Reese, good? Way better than Josh Freese. Freese. I forgot that guy's name already. All right. The top 10 voter list. Number four, Keith Moon. All right. We already went over here. That's fine. I, I, I understand. I understand that you understand. E-Drum Reviews, number four, Janet Weiss. <laughs> Janet Weiss is evident that drumming is not limited to males only. If anything at all, she gives some of the top drummers a good run for their money and is not afraid to show it. I don't know who she is. She joined an all-female trio band called The Furies when she was just 22 years old and then sometime later joined Motor Goat. I'm speechless. (laughs) This person may or may not even exist as far as I can tell you. Janet Weiss. What else has she done? Today, Janet Weiss has remained active in some very successful bands, including Quasi, Sleater Kinner, Kinney, wait, Quasi, Sleater Kinney, and Wild Flag. Slater Kinney? Slater? I don't know. Sounds like some sort of a doctor's uh, corporation. Uh, she is regarded to be one of the best drummers around for her amazing presence on stage and with the drumsticks. What? <laughs> She may be deemed as one of the top 50 greatest drummers by Stylist Magazine and one of top 20 by LA Weekly. They're fucking retarded. Yep. Fuck you. Fuck you, eDrum Reviews. Let's go back to the the best list so far. Rolling Stones, number four, Neil Peart. (laughs) 
Nimrush, of course. I don't have to really read anything about him, but. I'd say that Neil Peart is unique and highly influential. Okay, so definitely top 10. Mm, I think he might be in there. Yeah, well. He's not one of my favorites. He's not. No, but. But you understand completely why he's heavily, in top heavily 10. heavily influential. He's as influential as Peter Chris. Peter I mean, he, Peter Chris? Yeah. You think Peter Chris was influential? Oh hell yeah! Oh wow! Everyone was influenced by Peter Chris. In, really? In, in the hard rock world, yeah, everyone, everyone. Peter Chris. Steven Adler. Really? Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Uh, those are words I did not think to, that. I'm not into Peter Chris, but Peter Chris spawned the whole generation. I, I don't think there'd be Guns N' Roses without Kiss. Wow. Why would there be? You are really. That's amazing. Peter you, Chris amazing is right a now. huge influence on hard rock. And is Neil and Neil Peart is a huge influence on progressive rock. It, that's that's outstanding. Okay, on to LA Weekly. They're number four, Keith Moon. All right. So Keith Moon is. Uh, Obviously, on everybody's mind for top 10. That's good. Yeah. It says here, Keith Moon never practiced a lick. He never trained his left foot to lead while he jumped off his throne and fell into a whirlwind of fills in and out of time like a spider on speed. Okay. So pretty much what you were saying. Yeah. Number three from Gibson.com. Keith Moon. Who? I never heard of him. All right. UltimateGuitar.com's number three, Chad Smith. Uh, yeah, no, but that's fine. I mean, if he's not a top ten, he should definitely not be a top three. Is that no. correct? No. I like Chad Wacker more. <clears throat> I don't know who that is. Well, you should. Okay. Number three on the TopTens.com, the voting site, they have voted Mike Portnoy. Oh. Michael Portnoy is an American drummer, primarily known as the former drummer, backing vocalist, and co-founder of the progressive metal band Dream Theater. He yeah, was, you know, he's got... We've talked about him. We've already spoken about him. He's number three from The Voters. E-Drum Review, I'm afraid to look who their number three is. Chris Daddy Dave. That's uh, that's funny that he's just barely better than Meg White. Chris is the perfect example showing how your big break, your career, and life itself can be born out of the oddest of backgrounds, and you will okay. still how, shine with the stars. How could you say to your How could you how do you think there's anyone in the world who says, uh, yeah, my influences are uh, Meg White, uh, Chris, Daddy, Dave, you know that kind of thing. So but talk to me about Chris, Daddy, Dave. Chris, Daddy, Dave is. So innovative. I'm surprised that anyone can understand what he's playing. Really? Yeah, he's he's elastic. He bends time and he uh plays in and out of time and grooves and he's so natural. He's one of these guys that makes white people just look really stupid. Honestly, he's just he's phenomenal. He's a phenom. He's do, 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 
some uh i don't know how to put it but some people play the drums just like it's part of them uh-huh. like they never needed to take a lesson it, pe- it appears they probably never took lessons and it was just instantly accessible they must have been able to do this at age 10 that's what it appears with him he makes it look effortless so top 10 well oh, here we go his playing is top 10 but you know there's probably a hundred guys you could pick as well as him. Oh, really? Yeah, but okay, that's fine. You he's, have... he's so much better than Lars Ulrich, it's ridiculous. And Josh Fries? Yeah, and Meg White and Janice White, Janet Weiss. Whoever she is. Chris God Daddy Dave is, is truly a unique player. He's actually a modern innovator. He is a hip-hop-influenced modern jazz musician. All right. I have not heard of Chris Daddy Dave. Phenomenal. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Number three from Rollingstone.com, Ginger Baker. All right. I like that. Gifted with immense talent and cursed with a temper to match, Ginger Baker combined jazz training with a powerful polyrhythmic style in the world's first and best power trio. Yeah. I'm only going to give him top 10 because of his influence on other musicians and because where he's coming from is so great. Because he's coming from Charlie Parker vibe. And as an English guy, an English white guy into Charlie Parker, that, that's pretty unique. And because of what he was into and his dedication to that music, he influenced rock music and he influenced the world. Technically, he's not the greatest drummer. He's not the greatest bebop drummer. He's not the greatest rock drummer. But he is the greatest bebop drummer to play rock in the 60s and influence the world. Wow. Ginger Baker, number three on the Rolling Stone list. Here we go to LA Weekly. Their number three, Charlie Watts. While it's been said that his bandmate Keith Richards cannot be killed by conventional weapons, Charlie Watts is simply immortal. A self-taught jazz fanatic with an insane work ethic, he makes 50 years of anchoring the world's most prolific rock band look like he just rolled out of bed that way. So Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. Well, he may be a self-taught jazz fanatic, but Mm -hmm. he didn't self-teach himself jazz. He's self-taught drummer who happens to love jazz. He's not a jazz drummer. He can't play jazz. He doesn't, he can't, he can't, he doesn't swing. He doesn't have the finesse. He doesn't have the te- capable, he doesn't have the technical capability to play that kind of music. He has the ability to discuss it. He knows a lot about records and the history of jazz. He's not a jazz musician. He's a second rate Ringo star, but he's part of the best, one of the best bands ever. So not a top 10 as far as you're concerned? No. It's like Ringo Starr, but not as innovative. Honestly, you could have you could have replaced Charlie Watts with a lot of guys, and I think that band would have still been successful. All right. Back to Gibson.com. They're number two. Neil Peart. 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 So we've already discussed him at length. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, that's a small world if you think that Neil Peart's the second best drummer in the world, but that's fine. I mean, your knowledge is limited if that's your opinion, I got to tell you. All right. Yeah. Well, 
I, 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 I can. That's like saying Jimi Hendrix is the best guitar ever, guitarist ever. Who do you think is the best guitarist? Well, ever? I don't know, but there's so many guys who could play circles around Jimi Hendrix, and even back then, you know, Jimi wouldn't have said he was the best guitarist. I mean, that's just idiots. That's idiotic. He might be the most innovative. He might be the most influential. You might like him the most. I see. But he's not the best. Gotcha. He's just not. Maybe that's what these these uh, lists are maybe Well, some of this shit's more concrete. That. You know what I mean? Like Eddie Van Halen has way better technique than Jimi Hendrix. Is he better? I don't know. He wouldn't exist if Hendrix wasn't first. I know that. Right. And he would probably tell you that. Too. Maybe, but I never heard Eddie say that he liked Jimi Hendrix. He's more influenced by Clapton, which is weird. Huh. Okay. Interesting. UltimateGuitar.com, their number two, John Bonham. Okay, I like it. That's good. You're fine with him being number two. He's top 10 for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he's number two, but he's definitely a top 10 drummer. Yep. Excellent. Now, he's a case of uh, extremely influential and uh, one of the better drummers ever. Definitely one of the better drummers ever. And what about his son, Jason? Is he also Not good? Not anywhere near as good as he is. Oh, okay. Not in the same league at all. Really? Yeah. Just no. No. Nope. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Listen to some Zeppelin or recordings with uh, him on drums. You can tell it's not his father and it doesn't sound right. Wow. Okay. So John Bonham, number two, you're completely on board with. Yeah. The voting site, top10s.com, number two, John Bonham. Hey now. John Bonham, so much better than Mike Portnoy in my opinion. All right. I, 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 he, I... I don't know what to say. I don't know. I never liked Dream Theater. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to. Yeah. Number two from eDrum Reviews. Ringo Starr. Crazy, but okay. He's, you know, like I said, he's an amazingly influential drummer and <clears throat> a perfect example of someone who plays the part, plays the perfect part for the song. Right. But it's not like he had a choice, honestly. That's what I'm saying. He didn't He didn't have a choice. He wasn't like, oh, I have all these uh, chops here. I can choose from a hundred bag of grooves or a hundred Oh, bag. I see. This is like, you know, it just so happens that what I'm playing here will work. So let me just play this. I can't play this fill, so I'm not gonna. That kind of thing. Okay. And the fills he would played were like him imitating jazz drummers. So they're really like sort of simple jazzy fills, but they're not real jazz fills. Because he's not a real jazz drummer. But he was influenced by swing drummers. I see. Like Gene Krupa and stuff. So that's like, you know, and whatever the fuck he was influenced by. That Skittle music or whatever the fuck they call it. Skittles. Skiffle, scuffle. Skittles. Some sort of like. Taste the rainbow. English. Oh. Weird jug band music or some shit. I guess I don't know what that is at all, but that uh, sounds fun. Like English rockabilly or some shit. Number two on the Rolling Stone list, Keith Moon. All right, good. I like it. He's in there. The greatest Keith Moon type drummer in the world, as he described himself, aboard the 
repetition of rote rock drumming as well as the repetition in life in general. Moon, the inspiration for the Muppets character Animal, smashed drum kits and hotel rooms with a ferocity suggesting he was more performance artist than mere rock sticksman. All right. Yeah, we talked about him already. It is what it is. Number two from LA Weekly, Clyde Stubblefield. <laughs> so bizarre. They ha- Yeah, most of their picks are not great, but at least uh, the you agree with Clyde Stubblefield, yes? Yeah, he's top 10 for sure. Excellent. Number one, Gibson.com, John Bonham. Hey now. Would you put him at number one? Uh... Not necessarily, but he's he's in there. Okay. He could be number one. There's an argument for it, for sure. UltimateGuitar.com's number one, Neil Pert. The yeah. top tens. Okay. The top tens. The top voter site gives Neil Pert their number one. Apparently, uh, the only black jazz drummer any of these people have ever heard of is Chris Daddy Dave. Or Sheila E., or was she not jazz? She's not black. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's cut that part out. Um, <laughs> she's from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> that was not good for you to say. Anyway. Um, Let's get through this list. Uh, edrumreviews.com gives their number one to Travis Barker. Oh, come on. Stop it. <laughs> Let's start our countdown with a drummer who is the textbook definition of a modern-day drummer. Tattooed, a rebel, a heartthrob, and bold. It's none other than Travis Landon Barker. He is everything a drummer is stereotypes about. That's their grammar. And we don't mind because he pulls it off perfectly. What what does he pull off? Uh, Everything a drummer is stereotypes about. Which nothing has anything to do with music? There's uh, no music involved with those those uh, tattooed, a rebel, a heartthrob, and bold. That is not describing music. They are saying that the the drummer for Blink One Eighty Two is the best drummer of all times. That was what eDrumReviews.com says. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I don't know why you would say that, but yeah, do you is is he very good? He's not very good. He's terrible. He's, he's always terrible. Okay. He's the worst. He's the example of the worst. He's, he's good at surviving plane crashes. That's okay. it. All right. So he does not deserve. He's not in your top 50. He's not. Okay. I see. That was such a disdain. I, uh, number one, John Bonham for Rollingstone.com. They give it to John Bonham. We've spoken about him. You have no problem with John Bonham being number one. He hates those cans. I don't know why you're but saying he that. he loves John Bonham. All right. And LA Weekly's number one, John Bonham. Oh, it's a John Bonham day. So uh, other than the uh, the weird Travis Barkley, I think they all agree. Barker. That, 
Bar- Barker? Travis Barkley. That's a good name for a band. Travis Barker. Uh, Gnarls Travis Barkley. Uh, Are you talking to me? All I can say is I'm that Bickle. the uh, <laughs> the um, consensus seems to be between John Bonham and Neil Peart. 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 Oh, God, Dave, you don't have to be so loud. I'm right here, baby. Peartonly. I love Neil Peart. Okay. So uh, that seems to be the ones and the twos of it for most of these uh, lists, except for Travis Barker. Travis Carnival Barker. Um, Heartthrob, apparently. Yeah. That list was terrible. That's Is unacceptable. There, can, now tell me, I've gone through, the, these were six top ten lists of, of varying degrees of legitimacy of as far as their sources. Um Who's not on this these lists that you thought deserved to be? Oh God, I don't know. There's so many. Steve Gadd. Oh geez, I didn't mention Steve Gadd. Not one Steve Gadd. Are they retarded? Not one Bernard Purdy. Uh, there's just a lot of people I didn't mention. You know what I'm saying? Like Art Blakey. Art Blakey. Max Roach. Max Roach. Tony Williams. Tony I'm, like Williams. I'm saying they never heard of black drummers. They don't know a jazz dra- black jazz drummer except for Chris Daddy Dave. Yeah. That's a disgrace. It's disgraceful. These lists are pretty disgraceful. Yeah. They're they're uh uneducated. And the, but they tried to shoehorn women in. What's wrong with them? Uh, Meg White? Well, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's a, that's got to I mean someone should burn down their fucking establishment. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Fuck them. We're not asking you to do that, really. I'm asking who in their right mind would fucking list Meg White. Does she even exist? That's not anymore. She. I. I didn't see other bands clamoring. What about Karen Carpenter? Maybe you should have her on the list. She would have been more legitimate, but I hear that Hal Blaine played all of her parts. So. Jesus. (laughs) Uh Odd. Very odd, right? Terrible. You have Mitch Mitchell, not Buddy Miles. Hey, I feel like, yeah. You have uh, no one, but not anyone. Hey. Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of drummers out there who were better than what they were mentioning. I thought you would have something to say about all of this. That is a uh, good example of... Uh, Limited uh, exposure voting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why everyone loves Mike Portnoy so much. And no Gene Hoagland. 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 Is he, uh, is he a top 10 for you? He's not a top 10, but he's probably the best uh, heavy, hard rock drummer I've, I've heard. He's one of the best. He plays... Uh, I guess it's called death metal. Ah. But in reality, he's just very fast drummer. Very good, innovative, creative drummer. So you enjoy him more than, say, a Josh Freese. Oh, yeah. I enjoy him way more than that. And I enjoy I enjoy the bass and drums a whole lot in that kind of music. I just don't like the guitar and vocals very much. Yeah, I don't like the guitar and vocals either. But the bass and drums, man, I'm just discovering that shit. It's fucking very good. Good. 
All right. Well, this has been our drum show, our top 10 drum show. Um, yeah, they got a lot of nerve with that list. That list is terrible. That's just a horrible list. Not good. I mean, not that a list. It's a good. bunch of lists. Six lists. Six lists. I agree with a couple of them, though. I mean, you know, obviously John Bonham's in there. Hal Blaine, you agree with? Yeah, you know, Hal Blaine for sure. But, you know, Stubblefield. they could have mentioned a lot of people. I, I honestly feel like there was like a, a multiple choice or something. Anywho, uh, so this has been episode 16 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals. Pokey and Forrest. I'm hoping I'm Forrest. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know, are you? I, I don't want to be Pokey. That's a little weird. Um, if you want to uh, find out more about our show, you can go to the Middle-Aged Cool Kids dot com and we have uh, all of the other 15 episodes there and you can also subscribe to us on uh, various platforms including my new favorite one bitshoot.com we have a channel on bitshoot i have also, a channel on uh, shitboot which is a whole other uh, you can thing. also find it's us on German, itunes German stitcher shitboot actually scheiserbot google play and youtube um we are on Twitter uh, at Middle Aged Cool. It's really just me, but if you want to get Dave a message, just comment on Twitter. Don't, or, don't engage the beast. Well, we have we we have uh, comments that I'm outside we outside uh, your window right now. There are comment sections on the YouTube's that we engage with, or I engage with. Um, also, I engage. Also. Uh, you have anything you want to plug, Dave? Uh, no. I right. uh, just want to throw a plug out there for our friend Garrison Scott and her book, Plagued. Her? I thought it was a guy. Oh, that changed everything. Plagued. Book one, The Girl Who Chased the Shadows. GarrisonWrites.com. It's a uh, website made for adults who like pop-up books you just click on something and it pops up at you my pony bro brony my, my little my brony peony. my peronies <laughs> do, 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 do. anyway uh we will see you next time america what the fry mm-hmm.